Elaine Lindsay's mission, End the Silence, Stigma, and Shame Surrounding Suicide, Ideation, and Mental Health. Sharing stories of those affected by suicide, suicide loss, attempts, ideation, and mental health problems. Sharing your burden can lighten the load. Elaine says, we must normalize the conversation to make it easier for you to voice your pain and be able to ask for help. Reaching out to any other human being when you're in need of a listening ear must become the norm. Now, please note the Suicide Zen Forgiveness podcast is for education only. Some of this subject matter could be triggering for those of you that are either grieving or having mental health problems. Please call your local suicide hotline or mental health office if you need immediate help. It's Elaine. This is Suicides and Forgiveness. And today I want to share another part of my story I hadn't really talked about before. But I think it's important because going forward, it's going to play a part in some changes in my life. It's back in the early 70s. And it's late enough that it's dark outside. It's winter. And I sit here waiting for an answer that'll never come. This same scene has played out over and over again. Only what I'm wearing seems to change with the seasons. I can't count the number of times the weekends, Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, whatever, I found myself sitting on the ground in the dark, surrounded by silence. It's the silence of the dead. I'm in a cemetery at my friend Andrea's grave. I'm a teenager and I'm filled with shame at my total lack of understanding. How could this happen? My grief, uncomfortable, unfathomable, and pretty much unexpressed. The pain and the sadness constantly being stuffed down deep inside. I feel alone. I desperately just want to be numb. And I'm ashamed of that too. I'm totally unsure of the traditions in the Jewish faith and the speed of the burial and the lack of a wake for Andrea left me confused and still totally in denial of the truth. 
it also left me in a protective fight stance, ready to defend Andrea against all comers. Yes, Andrea took her own life. That's all we were told. There were no comers. There were none in my immediate family, my friend circles. But I grew up Catholic, Scots-Irish, conflicted. My years of catechism run daily as question and response seemed to be totally at odds with what had happened. I was so angry with God. In fact, I've been angry with him, her, they, for a couple of years already, based on family illness and the atrocities I perceived around me at my volunteer job. The first year after the internment, there was nothing but a wooden marker that had fluorescent orange paint on it. The time for headstone would not come for a year. That was Jewish tradition. The unveiling was to be around the first Yarsuit. It's the anniversary of Andrea's death. It was well past that now. But there I sat, hoping beyond hope that this time, finally, I'd get an answer. I'd understand why. Why you left us. Why you told me only a few weeks before you left to never disappear again, never to take off without any warning. I'd just come back from hitchhiking to Vancouver. And you were really angry with me because I just up and left. As you said, before you turned 16 in February, we were finally going to have some wheels. We could go where we wanted. Those were your words. Andrea, you admonished me for making that unannounced trip. When I came back, I apologized. I told you my why. Again, I was filled with shame to have caused you and everybody else pain. Four months after you died, my parents, I guess, were at their wit's end. They took me home to Scotland. I guess they believed a change of scenery might help. <laughs> change of scenery simply gave me a new group of friends with whom to get blasted so I could stay numb. After six weeks, we returned to Canada. I returned to your grave. The shame piles on because I felt I had left you alone. It's 18 months now. Your first Yavzit has passed. Your headstone's in place. 
you will not return to this world. And yet, I wait still. You still have not given me your why. So I return in various states over and over, still waiting for that answer. Ashamed to share with others where I'm going. It seems our friends have moved on, and yet I wait. The years pass, and my life is changing. Yet, there's an underlying shame still that I'm breathing while you're gone. Oh, but there's so many things I want to share with you. Only in my head and heart can you hear me. Shame. It seems to run through all I do. It's the killer of forward motion. Shame is the antidote to excitement. Shame's the end of achievement, the snuffer of dreams. Shame empowers the vicious inner voice that keeps you small and alone. Shame takes incessantly, leaving you an empty shell. Shame is the worst monster we can't clearly envision as it lurks so far in the shadows we've never seen its face. And yet, somewhere, deep, deep inside, somewhere that I couldn't, wouldn't, didn't access, Until 50 years later, actually more than. But that's a story for another day. I thank you for listening. Our sessions will be back next week with more amazing guests that share their stories and add hope. I believe underneath it all, there's always that tiny kernel of hope. And if we look, if we dig deep enough, we too can find it. So always give it one more try. I'm Elaine. I look forward to seeing you next time, and in the meantime, make the very best of your today, every day. And I now know it's never too late to lay your old damaged self to rest, to rise again, unburdened, refreshed, and ready to take on the world anew. Thank you for joining me here for another inspiring episode of Suicides and Forgiveness. I appreciate you tuning in. Please subscribe and download to my YouTube channel, and I'd be
be honored for you to leave a five-star rating or review. Also, please refer this to a friend you know who may benefit from the hope and inspiration from my guests. You can also join my Facebook community. I really do hope to see you here again. Do you have a story to share? Or do you know someone you think would be a great guest? Please go to the website www.szf42.com. For our American listeners, that's www.szf42.com. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on your favorite service. Suicide Zen Forgiveness was brought to you by Truel Social Media, the digital integration specialists. Let them get you on page one in the search results. And also by Canada's keynote humorist, Judy Kroon, the motivational speaker, comedian, author, and stand-up coach at Second City.